This is Holden Karnofsky, and I'll be reading my Cold Takes blog posts on digital people. I'm going to do this in three parts. First, I'm going to read the introduction of the blog post called Digital People Would Be an Even Bigger Deal. And then listeners should decide if they want to listen next to the Digital People FAQ or to the rest of the post I just mentioned. And so I'll explain that when I get there. But basically, there's going to be three different recordings, and this is the first one. That is kind of an introduction. So this is the third post in a series explaining my view that we could be in the most important century of all time. The first piece in this series discusses our unusual era, which could be very close to the transition between an earthbound civilization and a stable galaxy-wide civilization. This piece discusses digital people, a category of technology that could be key for this transition and would have even bigger impacts than the hypothetical duplicator discussed in the previous post. The idea of digital people provides a concrete way of imagining how the right kind of technology, which I believe to be almost certainly feasible, could change the world radically, such that humans as we know them would no longer be the main force. It will be important to have this picture, because I'm going to argue that AI advances this century could quickly lead to digital people or similarly significant technology. The transformative potential of something like digital people, combined with how quickly AI could lead to it, form the case that we could be in the most important century. And now the main piece. Previously in The Duplicator, I wrote, When some people imagine the future, they picture the kind of thing you see in sci-fi films. But these sci-fi futures seem very tame compared to the future I expect. The future I picture is enormously bigger, faster, weirder, and either much, much better or much, much worse compared to today. It's also potentially a lot sooner than sci-fi futures. I think particular achievable-seeming technologies could get us there quickly. Now this piece is about digital people, one example of a technology that could lead to an extremely big, fast, weird future. To get the idea of digital people, imagine a computer simulation of a specific person in a virtual environment. For example, a simulation of you that reacts to all virtual events, virtual hunger, virtual weather, a virtual computer with an inbox, just as you would. I explain in more depth below. The central case I'll focus on is that of digital people just like us, perhaps created via mind uploading, which is simulating human brains. However, one could also imagine entities unlike us in many ways, but still properly thought of as descendants of humanity. Those would be digital people as well. I'll get into that more in the FAQ. Popular culture on this sort of topic tends to focus on the prospect of digital immortality, which is people avoiding death by taking on a digital form, and that can be backed up just like you back up your data. But I consider this to be small potatoes compared to other potential impacts of digital people. In particular, first, productivity. Digital people could be copied, just as we can easily make copies of any software today. They could also be run much faster than humans. Because of this, digital people could have effects comparable to those of the duplicator, but more so. That means unprecedented, in history or in sci-fi movies, levels of economic growth and productivity. Second, social science. Today, we see a lot of progress on understanding scientific laws and developing cool new technologies, but not so much progress on understanding human nature and human behavior. Digital people would fundamentally change this dynamic. People could make copies of themselves, including sped up temporary copies, 
to explore how different choices, lifestyles, and environments affected them. Comparing copies would be informative in a way that current social science rarely is. Third, control of the environment. Digital people would experience whatever world they, or the controller of their virtual environment, wanted. Assuming digital people had true conscious experience, an assumption discussed in the FAQ, this could be a good thing. It should be possible to eliminate disease, material poverty, and non-consensual violence for digital people. Or it could be a bad thing. If human rights are not protected, digital people could be subject to scary levels of control. Next, space expansion. The population of digital people might become staggeringly large, and the computers running them could end up expanding throughout our galaxy and beyond. Digital people could exist anywhere that computers could be run, so space settlements could be more straightforward for digital people than for biological humans. And finally, lock-in. In today's world, we're used to the idea that the future is unpredictable and uncontrollable. Political regimes, ideologies, and cultures all come and go and evolve. But in a community, a community, city, or nation of digital people could be much more stable. That's because digital people need not die or age. That's because whoever sets up a virtual environment containing a community of digital people could have quite a bit of long-lasting control over what that community is like. For example, they might build in software to reset the community, both the virtual environment and the people in it, to an earlier state if particular things change, such as who's in power or what religion is dominant. I consider this a disturbing thought, as it could enable long-lasting authoritarianism, though it could also enable things like permanent protection of particular human rights. I think all of these effects, which I elaborate below in the main piece, could be a very good or a very bad thing. How the early years with digital people go could irreversibly determine which. I think similar consequences would arise from any technology that allowed a extreme control over our experiences and environment, b, duplicating human minds. This means there are potentially many ways for the future to become as wacky as what I sketch out here. I discuss digital people because doing so provides a particularly easy way to imagine the consequences of a and b above. It is essentially about transferring the most important building block of our world, human minds, to a domain, software, where we are used to the idea of having a huge amount of control to program whatever behaviors we want. Much of this piece is inspired by Age of M, an unusual and fascinating book. It tries to describe a hypothetical world of digital people, specifically mind uploads, in a lot of detail. But unlike science fiction, it also aims for predictive accuracy rather than entertainment. In many places, I find it overly specific, and overall, I don't expect that the world it describes will end up having much in common with a real world of digital people. However, it has a number of sections that I think illustrate how powerful and radical a technology digital people could be. Below, I will describe the basic idea of digital people and link to an FAQ on the idea, and go through the potential implications of digital people, which I've briefly listed above. Then I have a table that gives a comparison chart between normal humans and digital people, and then there's links in the table that go to different parts of the piece that discuss that more. So I'll briefly go through the table, which you can also view on the web. So we have normal humans versus digital people. Are they possible today? That's a yes for normal humans, no for digital people. Probably possible someday, yes for both. Can they interact with the real world and do most jobs? That's a yes for both. Are they conscious? Should they have human rights? That's a yes for both. Are they easily duplicated? That's a no for normal people and a yes for digital people. 
Can they be run sped up? That's also a no and a yes. Can they make temporary copies of people that run fast and then retire at slow speed? That's also obviously only for digital people. Then we have only digital people could cause unprecedented economic growth, productivity, and knowledge of human nature and behavior, have their experiences altered in any way, live in highly stable civilizations with no aging or death, live comfortably anywhere computers can run, and thus be highly suitable for galaxy-wide expansion. So now I have a section called Basics of Digital People. To get the idea of digital people, imagine a computer simulation of a specific person in a virtual environment. For example, a simulation of you that reacts to all virtual events just as you would. The movie The Matrix gives a decent intuition for the idea with its fully immersive virtual reality. But unlike the heroes of The Matrix, a digital person need not be connected to any physical person. They could exist as pure software. For most of this piece, I'll be assuming that digital people are just like today's humans, but digital. Digital copies of today's people created via mind uploading would fit this bill. However, one could also imagine entities unlike us in many ways, but still properly thought of as descendants of humanity. I discussed this nuance in the FAQ. Like other software, digital people could be copied and run at different speeds, and their virtual environments wouldn't have to obey the rules of the real world. They could work however the environment designers wanted. These properties drive most of the consequences I talk about below. And so now, now the listener can choose to either switch over to the FAQ audio file or switch to the next one, which will be the rest of the piece about the implications of digital people. So basically the way to decide in the rest of the piece, in the, in the third recording, I will be assuming that digital people are conscious that they have human rights, that they can do most of the things humans can, including interacting with the real world. And I think some people will find that very intuitive and some people will find that really weird and will have a lot of trouble engaging with discussions of the consequences of digital people until they get some more basic questions answered. And so the FAQ will answer the following questions. It will say, uh, some of the questions include, I'm finding this all hard to imagine. Can you use an analogy? Could digital people interact with the real world? For example, could a real world company hire a digital person to work for it? Could digital people be conscious? Could they deserve human rights? Let's say you're wrong and they couldn't be conscious. How would that affect your views on how they would change the world? I'm having trouble picturing a world of digital people. Can you lay out a detailed scenario of what the transition from today's world to a world full of digital people might look like? Are digital people possible? How soon could digital people be possible? Are digital people different from mind uploads? Would a digital copy of me be me? And what other questions can I ask? So if those sound like questions that you'd like to listen to uh, reading of, then I would go to the second piece in this three-part audio series. And if those questions sound pretty basic and you're ready to assume digital people are conscious and have human rights, all that, then I would go to the third audio file, which will be the rest of this piece. All right.